0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Bet
2: Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Now, find reviews and news for it. Every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf, bet online continues to be the top online resource for all sports information from live in game betting prompts and futures. Head to bet online today or use uh, your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Now, use our promo code Believe50 to receive your 50%. Welcome, your bonus. On your first deposit. Now, Bet Online is where the game starts.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Believe in Bills Podcast brought to you by Bet Online and beautiful people over at Believe Sports. I'm just General Raffer. And with me today, I got a legend. We'll be two later on, but right now I got a legend in the Hall of Famer, Reuben Brown himself. How you doing, Ruben? How you feeling, man?
0: I'm good, man. Bills win, you know, in the
1: playoffs, uh, home field. Let's get it. Yeah, absolutely. Home field advantage in the playoffs uh, versus Miami. Yesterday was a hard-fought game, uh, and that brings us to our kickoff. The Buffalo Bills defeat the Miami Dolphins 34-31. Look a little scary at times, uh, especially when the Bills go down by 10. uh, And, you know, Skyler – was was playing pretty well, if you ask me. His stat line didn't look great, but he was making a lot of passes that were dropped by his receivers. Um, the, the, the Dolphins had a lot of missed opportunities. What did you think about this game, and uh, you know, what was your thought process from the perspective of a, of a Bills supporter?
0: I think we can walk away. I know for everyone, we're like, oh, the Bills didn't look good or as good as we had anticipated or thought they could be or should be at this point going into the playoffs. You know, they we've seen stuff from them where they're a lot more explosive. And also I think we did not think the dolphins minus Tua would be able to put up much of a fight against us, which we have to now walk away from this game as an organization fans and thinking when, when it comes around next year, the dolphins are, were a good team this year and I mean we don't like the Dolphins but they actually were a good team and I think them playing somebody else they might have given them a tough go at um beating them in the playoffs too so uh part of this is respect to the Dolphins because they're better than I would say we would think as Bill's fans we didn't I didn't give much credit to the Dolphins but that game Made me feel like, all right, I should have given them or been a little bit more concerned about their winning capability against the Bills, uh, especially when the Bills aren't playing like themselves or, you know, like explosive like we would expect them to be offensively offensively.
1: So looking at that game, there was a lot of uh, speculation that you know if Tua wasn't injured, they would have come back, they would have won the game, and all this other stuff. What's your thoughts on that? Do you feel like Tua would have given them a better, well, better shot at winning? Maybe it's the wrong question to ask. Do you think Tua would have been the difference maker in them winning or losing?
0: No, I don't think so. I mean, because they could have won that game on uh, yesterday. I mean, they could have won that game. And we'll go into the reasons why later. So, adding Tua to it, you know, yeah, they could have, they could win with Tua, <laughs> you know, so they could have been in the same position that they were in on Sunday. Um, Tua wouldn't have guaranteed them a win. Uh, I don't, th- I mean, without Tua, I'm surprised how the Dolphins played. You know, really overall, that's my my theme from what I watched on uh, on uh, Sunday is that the Dolphins are actually better than what we thought as an overall team. And they they were definitely a good competition and hopefully a good warm up for us going forward
1: in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Great competition. It it was a good like you said, a good warm up game, um, you know, and. <clears throat> I mean, we almost lost. So at this point, it's, it's hard to even call it a warm game because if a couple of things go differently in that game, Maybe we're not. talking about how the Bills are, you know, the season's over and, you know, what we could do next season or what next season's team looks like. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the journey ends, you know, potentially. So uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's tough to even say that. But, I agree <laughs> with, you know, uh, looking at the – we're getting to the first quarter of our segments here. Mm-hmm. They look reinvigorated to me at least. So I wanted to talk to you, you both about it, right? When you look at the bills offense, they are taking shots downfield, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Stefan Diggs had a monster game. Khalil Shakir came up with a huge catch down the field. He made up for the drop he had earlier. Mm-hmm. Gabriel Davis lost his mind yesterday. Gabriel Davis was catching any and everything. And um, it was, it was like, wow, like I, Gabriel Davis is one of those, uh, you know, anomalies where it's like he'll drop the easiest pass, um, but then he'll catch the toughest one, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when you you look at the game, Josh Allen, you know, had a, a few passes that were dropped. His numbers would probably look even better than he did. He did have the two interceptions. One, maybe wasn't all the way his fault, the, the deep one, but, uh, mm-hmm. they, you know. The second one, you know, is what it is. But uh, they looked reinvigorated. The defense was flying all over the field. They were hitting super hard. Um, The Dolphins got a lot of really lucky breaks. But I do feel like the team showed up to play the the Bills, both on offense and defense. What what did you feel?
0: I think they did, especially on special teams. You know, special teams, I mean, was really the difference in the game, I would say, right? You know, um, and then defensively, I think Edmonds had an outstanding game, which, you know, uh, you know, gave defensive coordinator an easy day (laughs) of calling plays because the Buffalo Bills defense likes to get after the offense, their, their opponents offense, mainly with four man rushes and. You know, the big guys were active up front, you know, um, making it difficult for plays to develop and happen. And there were sacks off of the blitzes and things that you expect. Uh, But uh, all that being said, the reinvigorated and reinvigoration of um, all the different receivers, which always have been at the disposal of the Bills and Josh has used, utilized everyone in his arsenal other than digs throughout the season so all of that's no surprise um the only downside uh, in that whole thing is uh, the regression of our qb <laughs> you know out of all the guys that played sunday uh josh was the only guy that did not look his best Uh, In a lot of ways, and, you know, I'm sure the analysts and the people watching the film, the rewatching film, they can break it down and see the different throws where he might have been forcing or it might, you know, this, that, and other. Uh, And also the continued regression of our play caller, you know, that guy is going to get us in trouble. Um, I do like the aggressiveness that he showed at the opening of the game, to opening it up and just go down the field. Because really, that's what the Bills do best. They come out gunning, you know, and you know, but you know, within the course of a game, you have to start eating up clock and yardage, and. I think more times than not, our offensive coordinator leave us in a position where, all right, Josh has to do it, opposed to, all right, this is the offense. We're gonna churn out some yards, eat up some clock, go down here and, and score a touchdown, opposed to all right, we're going back on the field. We get about Josh is gonna just drop bombs and we're gonna get down the field quick as fast as we can. When it's 60 minutes and we saw it's the playoffs guys It's not regular season and guys are not going to give up. (laughs) You know, you might have them up by 27 and they're not giving up until 60 seconds is off the clock or, or double overtime. That's where everybody's willing to give coming up. And I think with all the guys that are stepping up, the two spots that are that need to get their act together is the coordinator and Josh over the last couple of games. You know, um, as I see it.
1: There has been some speculation that like a uh, Brian Dayball, who's doing extremely well in uh New York, uh shout out mm-hmm. to the Giants, just got their first playoff win in some time. Uh Brian Dayball looks pretty good over there. He's had gave them a great season. And now they have had, I would say, a successful season, even if it yeah. ends next weekend. Uh, a lot of people didn't expect this from the Giants. So shout out to Brian Dayball. Uh, a lot of people are saying that Brian Dayball would be the guy to reel Josh in. When, when Josh is doing too much and trying yeah. to, you know, make all the home run plays, Brian Dayball yeah. would say, hey, take some checkdowns. But apparently Ken Dorsey is also like, I want it all. You know, I, yeah. I want the big play. So there's nobody to tell Josh, hey. You know, calm down a little bit. Yeah.
0: And and at the end of the day, it should be the offense because Josh needs Diggs and Diggs needs Josh and they all need a running game and all of these different things need to come together. I mean, if they just line up and make it about Josh and Diggs, that could get old real fast in the playoffs. And people it'll be looking different for us.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it could be looking a lot worse for us. A, a thing that I thought was pretty interesting was looking at the Giants game, with uh, Brian Dayball calling the plays um, for a really for a little while. It, it was uh, it, you, you saw similarities to to last year with the Bills. And the, yeah, uh, are you back? Yeah, I'm
0: back. I don't know my joint dropped out.
1: But uh you get it.
0: You know what I'm yeah. saying.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was just talking about the similar uh, – one thing about Brian Dayball I found interesting was that he uh, – all the season you don't really see that many runs from Daniel Jones who can run, but in the playoffs he, he's running all over the place. Um yeah. And you kind of saw that last year with Josh. They were sort of kind of – reluctant to run him mm-hmm. during the season, but then in the playoffs, every other run was a Josh run. I just mm-hmm. thought that was funny. But um, shout out to everybody in the comment section tonight. Make sure you guys slap the like button. Uh, you know, give us all the love and support. Um, and so one of my guys, somebody who's always in the comment section. I, I love this guy, you know, he, he spin. My, my, my guy spin. Right. He says, uh, Gabe gonna play in the playoffs. Who cares what he does in the regular season? Man plays six games, averaging over three catches, 73 yards, and one touchdowns per game in the playoffs. So I want to ask you, bro. Now, this would be uh, a little better coming from a former player, right? If a guy shows out in the playoffs and looks like a superstar number two receiver, but looks maybe not subpar, but maybe a little par for the course during a regular season, maybe – You know, you could upgrade at that position in a regular season, but then he comes out and he balls out in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. How how do you feel about that player? Like, is that somebody who you feel like you can depend on because it's only in the playoffs, or do you need it to be year-round?
0: I mean, all the players, you really need them to be year-round so you can decide what you're going to do from uh, week to week as far as attacking your opponent. So if you can trust them that he's consistent and and sometimes throughout the season, you don't know why some of the receivers or different players don't get much run or get many targets. It's just, you know, you, as the season go on, you're going to have to find, you're going to have to rely on everyone that's on that team and eventually touch, catch the ball that's in the skill position. And, and hopefully, you know, you're, you're always got to, the next guy is a diamond in the rough, hopefully. Um, And I don't really understand that we worried about making a long term commitment with him or or do we have to make a decision on whether we want to, you know, upgrade his pay so, you know, we can look at him as a a premier guy or a top two guy. That's up to him to how he performs. You know, he he catches the ball, help us win. (laughs) You know, you get paid. But if you if you can't trust that you're gonna be there, and the big game comes, and we don't see no production out of you, it doesn't matter whether you did it in the regular season or not. You know, um, honestly, really, the NFL is a lot about your last game, how you played your last game when you were on the field, and what you got compiled behind you. Uh, do the does the team organization, coaching staff, believe in you? um you could to draw example for what's the receiver that we cut and the giants picked up and he just made a, a spectacular play in the game and uh the bills were done with him you know uh
1: isaiah Hodgins. he looks really really good
0: yeah so those stories go on and on each year. you know it's judgment calls, it's the style car you know you never know but um Hey, if a guy didn't do well in the regular season and then catches fire in in the postseason, it's all valid. It's all valuable. So let's decide whether we want to get it to him more or you know, ride whatever wave he's on.
1: Yeah, I like Gabriel Davis. I'm a little scared that maybe Isaiah Hodgins might be what we thought Gabriel Davis was supposed to be.
0: Yeah, Gabe is a little inconsistent. You can call yeah. it how it is. I mean, he can make yeah. great plays, but the the fact that he has those inconsistent drops just you know keeps you on your edge of your seat more. You know, yeah. and and that's a 50-50 call with him. Do you pay him more, keep him, and you know say he's that guy, or do you say you know what, too inconsistent? Let's try another guy. Yeah.
1: All right, I got a question for you, bro um when when you talk about giving people opportunities in football because the comment section says the bills never gave Hodgins a shot mm-hmm. and uh um, i i got a question for you looking at it as, as a football player a guy who's played in this league looking at it when you see isaiah Hodgins who was on the roster for what three years mm-hmm. uh whether it was a practice squad he got elevated sometimes, but most of the, mostly it was practice squad. He was on an injury reserve because they were trying to keep him. Um, a whole lot of different maneuvers in order to keep this guy on the squad because they saw potential in him. Mm-hmm. However, he was never really able to beat out certain receivers uh, that they wanted to keep, i.e. Jake Kumro or like Isaiah McKenzie or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Khalil Shakir, guys like that. They were never – he was never really able to beat out those guys uh, to get an opportunity to see the field. So the Bills, who still wanted Hodgins, by the way, they um, they cut him in order to make roster room for another player. They were going to bring him back to the practice squad. Mm-hmm. Before they could bring him back, he got picked up by the Giants, and then he got elevated by the Giants, and then he started balling. When, that, when you look at that, does that seem like a Brandon Beans fault thing to you? Because he tried to keep him on the roster. Or is it like a Sean McDermott's fault for never really giving him an opportunity to shine or a coordinator's fault for never giving him any, you know, uh, opportunities to, to make plays on, on the field? Like, where, where does that blame go?
0: I guess it would be, it sounds as though the coaching staff, because, you know, the coaching staff felt that the guys that were playing in front of him were what they wanted. I mean that it's as clear cut as that the the general manager brings the the tools to the toolbox it's up to the carpenter to use what's in the toolbox and one guy be like man i i, I might use this this tool i don't need the other one even though it's good but i like these other ones and that's just a that's a judgment call that's definitely a judgment call. And, and, and he was valuable enough for them to make all the concessions to kind of keep him around and try to keep him in the fold. and maybe he'd catch fire. But, you know, it didn't work. But, you know, good for him that the head coach of the Giants actually knew who he was and felt like, hey, this fits what I need to
1: get done. And I know well, that. He- brian dayball worked with Hodgins the last three years that he was there so while he was here uh, coordinating our offense you know isaiah hodges was one of those guys he got to work with
0: it clearly shows you that there was someone there that likes isaiah more and there were people that didn't like isaiah as much so You know, the people that the reason why Isaiah is not here in Buffalo, because the guys here didn't value him as much as the guys that they're using now.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, although I, I do. I, I would like to admit, yes, the Giants have more opportunity for wide receivers than we may have on our roster. But at the same time, you take a look at McKenzie and he's super inconsistent. Gabriel Davis was super inconsistent pretty much all year. Uh, Khalil Shakir is a little inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jamison Crowder injured.
2: You know, John
1: Brown, Cole Beasley just got here. Yeah. So, you know, now you're looking at Isaiah Hodges over there balling, and, you you know, of course you're thinking He like, was right hey, here. Him? He was here yeah. before they got Beasley. Yep. You yeah. know, so that uh, – High inside that, of 2020. It
0: just tells you that they, they didn't – he wasn't fitting in with the people here. You know what I mean? They, they they just didn't love them, I guess. They liked them and they felt like if they needed somebody and things go right, but they
1: obviously didn't love them. You know? Yeah. For sure. All right, let's get back into the, the, the game a little bit. Actually, not even just the game, it's been like a microcosm of the entire season. When you think about the Bills offense, you never think of a stagnant offense, right? Between the 20s, like you they're almost unstoppable, virtually unstoppable. But one thing about the Bills offense is that they are so mistake prone that it's like, it's a little alarming. It's like if the Bills aren't scoring the touchdown or a field goal, it's an interception or some type of fumble or some type of turnover. They mm-hmm. rarely ever punt. It's, it's always either points or some kind of turnover and, Recently, it seems like we've gotten a, a lot more turnovers, uh, which I to, to a degree, it gives me hope because it's like, all right, well, if you don't turn the ball over, then theoretically you should score all the time, you know, but they continue to be sloppy with the football. How much of his concern is that going forward?
0: That is the number one concern for the Buffalo Bills going forward. Um, they've shown that they can do everything on offense and defense and special teams that it takes to win the game. Um, When it comes to running plays, running the ball, passing, you know, they got guys that can tackle Milano and and Edmonds and good guys that can cover. Uh, But, Taking them turning the ball over, giving it to the other opponent, regardless of whatever their skill level is, whether the opponent is um a better than you or not, it's almost so it becomes very critical in the postseason. Because the postseason is one and done. You know, you lose, you're out. And historically everyone knows i don't care what jacksonville just did the other day by turning the ball over four times and then somehow they come away with a win That's us that about
1: the chargers than the Jaguars. Yeah,
0: that is like ridiculously rare go play the lottery you know uh do a babe roof shot say we're going to hit a home run right here that's that's what you're doing. You, 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 that's unheard of. The yeah. One in a lifetime. Um, hat off to them for pulling that off. But you turn the ball over in the playoffs. You're going home. Hands down. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been a, I've been a part of it when Chicago Bears. We was mopping people up because they were turning the ball over. When our we were just running the ball all day. <laughs> didn't even barely pass. Musaham and a few guys caught some balls, but they weren't killing it. They was, you know, they were just filling in. The running game was churning the clock, and our defense kept turning, taking the ball away, giving it back to us so we could either kick a field goal or push in an easy six or they were taking it back to the house now that's the part in our defense they need a little bit more of that they gotta get they i know they can turn the ball over and stuff like that when we was with the bears uh lovey smith them talked about take it to the house don't just not get away get it take it away from them and put it in the end zone you know or try to or set our offense up so they can walk in the end zone that that should be like their mentality because you know so much of their offense defense is i classified them as a bend but don't break type of defense where they're going to play a lot of good base zone man whatever and try to get at you the old-fashioned way with the four up front and a few extra men here and there you know but mainly they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna play big boy man you up ball like hey this is nfl our line gonna have to get after you and you're gonna have to find these holes and we're gonna take the ball over when you're not right and just like uh josh in the offense needs to be a little bit more cautious about the ball and protecting it and and staying in possession of it, the defense needs to get a little bit more active at taking it away and turning it over because I don't think that is truly uh, uh, emphasized in that building because if it was Josh would not be running around with that ball like a loaf of bread. Sometime now, y'all saw it, it bounced out of bounds in the playoffs. That thing bounced back in bounds, and they they get that ball. What is that? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, and he's six the other um, way. And and I'm not. And this is not even talking about forcing the throws that end up being uh interceptions. I'm talking like you know. Um, when he's off running, he always has a tendency to have that ball up in the air. And if we, he was playing the 06 Chicago Bears, we had that ball and gone back the other way. And no matter how great he is, he can't – if he got the ball like this, they used to tell him, just go get the ball. Put your whole body on the ball. It's just his hand. How are you going to stop you? You know what I mean, Josh? Couldn't can fend you off with just one hand. He got to be concerned about keeping possession of that ball at all times, and when he's delivering it, you can't be forcing it. It pops up in the air. This is playoffs, and the same thing got happen over on defense where they got to be more active about attacking. So that fits the whole turnover, uh, takeaway. You know deal for the Bills and they need
1: to talk about it more in their locker room. Yeah, absolutely. I a hundred percent think it needs to become a point of emphasis for the Buffalo Bills defense. Um, I mean <clears throat> see my here's the thing. I understand what the Bills are trying to do, right? Uh they're not trying to do anything crazy special. You know, right. uh like they aren't sending there there's some exotic blitzes there, but it's not yeah, like yeah. super uh, it's super occasional. Like, it's only yeah. occasional. Uh, you know, they don't do it a ton. Um, It's more like, hey, you 11 individual players, go out there and do your job. Wait, yeah. You four, they rush the quarterback, get to the quarterback. You three in the middle, they need to, you know, to protect the middle of the yeah, field, protect the simple. intermediate, protect the intermediate. You two back there, you know, and then the corners, of course, make sure nobody scores. And and that it really seems like, the just of it Um, you know and then of course you have talented players go out there and execute this style of defense and it seems to really work I think in order for us because I mean our secondary is extremely good again we don't let anybody you know score crazy long touchdowns or anything like that Um, I I think that for in order for us to create some turnovers we need to somehow get pressure on the quarterback and they only want to rush four people so yeah. you're going to – this is where you're going to need a Shaq Lawson and, and Greg Russo to step up, especially without Von Miller. You're going to need Ed Oliver and Tim Settle and Daquan Jones and Jordan Phillips to step up and go ahead and get some pressure on these quarterbacks with, with just four. You know, uh, it's been the game plan for a little while now. And, and you know, I, I just – we, we got to see them to make some turnovers because that's, really when you – Yeah, that's key. Yeah. When you think about the way our team operates, it's almost wild to think that we're 13 and three. We beat, well, we beat all but one uh, other team in in the playoffs, which are in the AFC playoffs, which is, oh, we didn't play Jacksonville and we we didn't finish the game with the Bengals. But um, looking at the way our our team operates, it's almost crazy because the offense seems to be just drop back and pass for Josh. Occasionally run the football, it's like Josh, go out there or win the ball with your right arm, yeah, and yeah, your legs. And then the defense is like, Yeah, just stop him from scoring, whatever you do. I don't care how many yards you give up in between the 20s, just yeah, don't let him yeah. score a touchdown. That's, that's,
0: yeah, yeah, that's a good way,
1: you know. Our old
0: yeah. guy, Ted Cottrell, them, Wade Phillips, they kind of had that same type of philosophy. I think that's what Leslie Frazier comes from, that same type of mold, if I'm not mistaken. You know, they like the the guys up front to help be the big part of winning the game. And then, you know, the rest of the skill guys do skill stuff. (laughs) You know what I mean? Get up there and snatch the ball out of the air when it's hanging. You know, go up and separate the guys from the ball. And, you know, don't just lay them out. You know, get the ball. You know, take get get a possession back to us. You know, take points off and give us the ball back is really – i would think uh they need to up or speak about more because of the playoffs uh, and, and what they've done up to now in the regular season's been good enough for 13 and three but you know it's playoff time now and like i said earlier you know when it's late in the game regular season you know there might be a little let up you know that you can capitalize on and mash the gas not in the playoffs. Nobody's letting up <laughs> until, 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 until that that fat lady is sweating singing. You know what I mean? That's be that's when a, a, you, you the guys are conceived. They be like that lady over there is about half dead, and she them saying, you know. So okay, we but in the regular season, she could just tune a couple of notes, and guys, are like, all right, I get you next week. I will get you next yeah. week. No next week. So they're going for the, going for the gusto. And this, the, focusing on securing the ball offensively, whatever you do, how you carry how you run with it, how you throw it, the, you know, the play calling, you know, the risk-taking, all of that. And then on off defense, how to get the ball away from them and, and go at it and attack it when it's out there. Don't just, just make the tackle. It's a playoffs. You know, don't just make the tackle, secure the tackle. But let's look for an extra way, an extra oof to knock the ball free. You know what I mean? And get get the ball
1: scooped and score and take it to the Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys, so we're going to get into halftime. Uh, halftime, of course, is where we talk about some of our favorite products and things that uh, we look forward to sharing with you guys. And, of course, you know, Ruben is known for Showing his brothers out there rug-burners some love. Yeah. Uh, we gave away the two beautiful rugs at the uh, event that we had in the previous Miami game. Um, but before we get into our shout-outs and sponsors, of course, we got legend number two in the building. What, He's what, with us.
2: <laughs> What's what? up, my guys? Thank, thank you for gracing us with your presence. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, a quick emergency uh, coaches meeting. We had to discuss. We had to iron out some things. We, we did our season coach, workouts. We, we hold it. We can. You hear? So we had to. We had to hash out some things. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, in reference to that. You know, moving forward. So you know, I'm sorry that I'm. You know, I'm. I'm a little late, but you know, better late than never. For sure. We're for seeking of sure. our bills. Ooh wee, our uh-uh, boy. Tell me, I got, boy, I don't know what. I'm going to ask these coaches at 4 o'clock. I'm telling you that right now. Because I did not like what I saw out there at all yesterday. I, we could have I, been eating. i I have, move. I'll ahead, tell you,
0: move. I'll give you a suggestion on what you should bring up to them. Because this is crucial in the playoffs more than any time. And um, Justice and I were just talking about it. Is... Uh, I guess it was like ball security for offense and defensively that uh, looking for those opportunities to take the ball away uh, or should be more emphasized. Or I'm wondering, how much are they emphasized? Um, And the reason why that comes up, one, ball security on offense, because, you know, the recent turnovers. And scouting-wise, if I'm watching Josh Allen and how he handles the ball, he has a tendency to have it floating around in the air, giving an opportunity for a defender to possibly get it knocked out. Like, unfortunate. Fortunately, he got it knocked out and it went out of bounds. But you worry that any of those things crop up again. Are they talking about this? They making an emphasis on it. And then vice versa, over on defense, are they making an emphasis like, hey, this is time to not only make the tackle, but let, let's separate them from the ball and get the ball scoop and score type thing? I know man, you do that as a
2: coach. Man, this scheme frightens me. It, 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 it frightens me on both sides of the ball. Okay, I'm thinking, okay, it's the playoffs. We're about to come with something new, innovative, whatever. Just We've been waiting all season for this. No. And it was the same, same shit. Like, you know, like I. first of all, again, Rube, here we are. Up 17 zip. Word. Uh, we get the ball. Word. James Cook pops it, two good runs. Yeah, and all of a sudden you. we go play action. Josh throws an interception.
0: Creeks. Why are we
2: <laughs> why are we throwing the ball up 17 zip? Let's show Three. Get established, establish your run game, especially if you got time early in the game. What? Establish the run game. See what your run game gonna do. You know what I mean? For us to be passing, this this is why, again, this is why why we don't have the number one seed right now. Because Ken Dorsey is in his own way. And at times, Coach McDermott is in his own way too. I'm gonna get into that in just a minute. But to start off with this offense, Miami was very disrespectful playing zero coverage, by the way. Like, he wasn't going to find, you know, our guy. Here it is. Stefan Diggs had six catches, almost 100 yards in the first half. Yeah. So the halftime adjustment was not to getting the ball no more. Yeah. Like, why are you not getting – you're losing the game. We got Cole Beasley on the outside. On the outside now. And we throwing passes to Cole Beasley on the outside when he should be the slot. Ball bounces off his chest. Interception. You know, like, like, why, why are we doing, why are we experimenting in the wrong damn times of the game when, you know, we're, we're behind or we're, we're struggling to maintain the lead? We are experimenting. Experimenting by running the damn football. See what your run game going to do. Get your run game in a rhythm. Now it forces the teams to come up instead of playing seven off. It got to bring them up where you can go one on one to Steph Diggs. You go to one on one with Gabe Davis if need be. But I mean, we still have not implemented a screen. I don't know what's going on why we ain't put a screen play in with the running back. You got James Cook, who's ultra explosive with the ball in his hands. Ain't no, t- you know, he's going to break it if he catches it in open space. It is no screens design. Teams are playing seven off. Their four man is getting pressure against our five. And we're not throwing the screens just to, you know, to, to keep it. I don't know what we're doing on offense. Again, you know, um, we're, we're doing plays now and I get it. We want to put nine Hines involved, but certain times it's not the time to do that. Like how are we are losing the game and then Stefan Diggs isn't touching the ball. He touched the ball one time in the second half, one time in the second half, you know, you, you fail to go back to what, what was working in the first half. But you start experimenting, and you go, you know, and you start losing ball games. You turning the ball over, you know, like we turned the ball over. When you look at the stats, the Bills, the Bills obviously blew Miami out, but the stats don't indicate that because we turned the ball over three times, you know, at the wrong time in the game, and four times if you want to count where the Bills started out on their first Who drive, like on fourth down, it didn't convert. Game?
0: Who won that game for the Bills on Sunday, movie?
2: Huh?
0: Who won the game for the Bills on Sunday?
2: The kids did. You know what I mean? One in the coaching. you know, it's like you know, I, you know, when you coach high school and little League, you know, they'd be like, "Oh man, they ain't the coaches." Man. What they happened on the time, special bro? teams? Kyrie Elam won that game. How about that? I ain't mean, nobody yeah, even was. talking about the way he That's played. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, He he what came you Was that historic? What he did? That interception. What
0: was his? What was his uh, return? No. It was, uh, yeah, the interception. Now, without that, the Bills look like they're going to lose, right? Yeah,
2: we was down three right there. Yeah. He picks the ball off deep in Miami territory, and we get the score to go up 10. Right. You know, so he, he, he gave us a 10-point lead with that interception right there. There you go. But, but then again, on the defensive side, again, we keep relying on our four-man pressure. We, we refuse to blitz. You got seven-man in coverage, and players are still wide open. If it wasn't for Wado and, and, and players dropping the ball, it would yep. be a totally different ball game. And, we, yep. and we, we out here not putting the pressure to a third-string quarterback, making him look good, converting left and right. I mean, the plays was dialed up pretty good from a Miami standpoint. Miami was just dropping the ball and again
0: you know he ain't gonna change from that four man rush skin he ain't gonna change he gonna ride that to me me and justice just was talking about that right justice like that's his mo he ain't gonna. He, he got the one blitz he that he do with rarely, milano. Yeah, yeah he'll rarely send a guy milano will come here and there but i ain't no, ain't no whole lot
2: but on certain situations like third and seven we got to play tighter coverage in zone coverage. Like the the corners are backing up way too much for him to have help over the top. It'd be like two guys behind the sticks and it's a receiver at the sticks getting the first down when he should know that, okay, I got help over the top. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, play yeah. a little bit tighter coverage underneath, you yeah. know, and that's how Kyrie was able to pick off the ball that he did. You know what I mean? Cause he was under and then he was able to drop back in the coverage and pick the ball off. You know what I mean? Being six two, you figure you want a guy out there like that. And then what in the hell, Coach McDermott, is going on with these timeouts? You gotta let your nuts hang sometime. You know what I mean? On fourth down. When your defense is balling, leave them alone. You know what I mean? Just just leave them alone. Let them go out there and make plays. It was twice. He was about Tremaine to call the time a timeout
0: when they threw the touchdown, didn't he? Right.
2: When he did the when they when they did the reverse, Tremaine yeah. Emmons make a great play on that on on you know a yeah. little pistol action they was running. You call a timeout. Now, that would have forced a third down situation to the point where they had to pass. Maybe yeah. they get a field goal in that situation. Maybe. Or maybe they go for it on fourth down. Who knows? But at that point in time, you know, play the sticks. You call a timeout. So you mean to tell me at, 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 during that timeout, obviously, y'all, y'all didn't come up with nothing good because they scored on that possession.
1: <laughs> so you wasted a yeah. the
2: timeout there. You know, they and, also and, did
1: the timeout on uh the play where it was fourth down and they stopped them in the backfield and right it Buffalo timeout. And then yeah. now
2: and then what they do punt the ball. So they made you spend your money, waste the timeout, and now they're punting the ball instead of you let your nuts hang and let your defense stop them, and now you get the ball on your own on, on, on their 36. On their 36. We would have the ball on their own 36, going into scoring position. But then again, we pumped the ball. They, they pumped the ball deep into our territory, reset the field, then we go three and out because again, we're throwing the ball <laughs> instead of running. You know, so I'm 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 I, I got a whole heap of questions. I got to find a way to be creative to reword this stuff because <laughs> we need answers to this. We we can't we can't go into Cincinnati playing the where we playing and Stefan Diggs not being a part of the entire game. You know what I mean? Like you can't make the man hot, and then all of a sudden you making cold in the second half. Like he should have had he should have had 12, 15 uh, catches. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't get it. I just don't I don't get it. We we making this game harder than what it really should be. And again, we say this all the time. I'm surprised this team won 14 games by some of these play calls that you know is out here. So that's just leading me to believe. I mean, it's just the players making plays. Yeah, I mean, it's the
0: players yeah, making the plays. The, the,
2: um,
0: the Bengals coming up, and they look like they got the same situation we <laughs> <like> got.
1: <that. laughs> yeah, uh, me and Ruben was just talking about that. Uh, we was talking about how it's crazy that the Bills won 13, 14 now games where it just seems so basic. It's like offense go out there and just win on the right arm of Josh Allen will periodically run the football, but Josh, it's basically on you. And then the defense is like, let them do whatever they want as long as they don't score a touchdown, and mm-hmm. uh, and they they continue to win games. This way. It, I, I don't know, but hey, whatever. But um, it's <laughs> you kind know, of uh, it's, 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 yeah, it's,
2: it's kind of jacked up that I'm sitting here complaining. And you know, man, like we know that these, this team could do way better than what they're doing, and they're fourteen yeah. and three at this point.
1: Like you, coach, you you know how to do that. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's in you. Now, but also, also as a reporter, I am glad that you at least acknowledge that you need to ask these questions a different way because there was a question by a reporter that wasn't really a question. It was just it's just an overall statement where he says that the Buffalo Bills offense right now is not good enough to win the Super Bowl. So that brings us to our third quarter. And my question to you guys, you know, we, we just talked about it. 14-3 and three for the season. It's super vanilla on both sides of the ball, coach. Do the Bills have what it takes to actually win a Super Bowl? The Bills have the players
2: to win the Super Bowl, but are the coaches going to play the players to the best of their ability to get to the Super Bowl? That's 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 what it is. I mean, I mean, hey, if they, I mean, I was out with them. I was I was with them last night. Yeah, you know I mean, I was with the crew last night. You know, Josh. You know had a little little, little function, and we was chilling watching the game. You know what I mean? So, like, damn. We are watching the game and seeing how the Ravens was running the football all over the bingos. Can we do the same? Like, we have the pieces to do the exact same thing that the Baltimore Ravens was doing. You know what I mean? It's a copycat league, but, you know, I feel that, you know, our coaching staff don't be copying anything. They just stuck on what they stuck on. And teams know that, and they use it against them. And you know, instead of blowing teams out, we be in dogfights with teams. You know, because they're in their own way at times, and it works against them. And I tell you this: we don't make it to the Super Bowl. It won't be because of the players. I'm gonna tell you that right now. If we don't make it to the Super Bowl. It won't be. Because, it won't be because of the players. I'm gonna tell you that. You call whoever whoever you want to blame. You want to blame the head coach, the OC, the DC, whoever you want to blame, you blame. But it won't be because of the players. We have enough talent to win the Super Bowl two, three years ago. You know what I mean? And definitely now. So I don't you know, with, with no Michael Hyde, with no Von Miller, you know, with a banged up uh, 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 a Poyer. So it won't be because of the players if they don't get to the Super Bowl. But we definitely have
1: the players to win the Super Bowl. Ruben, what you thinking? What do you think? That Bill's good enough to, to win the Super Bowl as currently constructed?
0: I agree with everything Mook said. Needs on um, 100%. This team has everything it needs to win a Super Bowl. But will the coaching staff coach it to a Super Bowl? That is the question coming up this week and the coming weeks. Can they coach this team into a Super Bowl? what we've seen offensively the last couple of weeks defensively we couldn't expect some ups and downs and you know give up some run games and we you know do well in another area and they find a way to win and we like hey we got to shore that up uh, we understand what we're getting with uh, on defense but over on offense it's a little bit more complex how are they asserting an actual offense that can win opposed to just josh winning i mean we we want to ride the arm of the quarterback but the quarterback needs some help and i don't think the offensive coordinator or the the offensive minds are looking running that offensive that way it's just like you say, you watch other teams go out there and they run an offense where hey, there's some run plays, there's some play action, there's some screens, there's some this. Oh, and by the way, we'll throw in a run by a quarterback where it's, you know, Josh, get back in the back, you see something, throw it, you don't see it, run it. I mean, I, I, I know it's not that simple, but it's it's the way they've been calling it. You know, because they definitely ain't calling line up our formation, use Gilliam as a fullback. We're gonna run some traps, some counters, uh come down the hill. Oh, Nothing like that. None of that. None of that. It's last line I find Diggs and Josh. You improvise all day. I don't they not calling it to win the Super Bowl, but they got the players too. They got the play, they damn sure got the players, like Mookie said, they got the players, they can do it for a couple of years if they get their act together.
1: At, certainly at the players last year. And that was before Von Miller stepped onto the field. Yeah. And,
2: yes, know, so
1: yeah. absolutely. Um, all right. So last quarter, we got a business unfinished business. Um, I want to talk about how weak the Bengals looked, but it's kind of <laughs> tough because we also didn't look great. versus the seventh seven seed either. Um, mm. You know, they they almost lost to a a Lamar Jacksonless Ravens team, and I want to make for, fun of them, but we almost lost to a to a less Bang the Dolphins team. So, it, I don't I can't really crap on them too much because you know it's the pot calling the kettle. But unfinished business, Cincinnati will be coming to Buffalo this time as we are the number two seed But looking at the Bengals. Just in that first, you know, one-and-a-half quarters, they played out there in Cincinnati. Um, they looked look like they was moving the ball very, very well on us. Um, looked like it, it was going to not look like a great game, at least up to that point. Uh, Ruben, what do you think the Bills' chances are versus the Cincinnati Bengals here at Orchard Park Sunday at 3 p.m.? They
0: actually – after watching the Bengals and thinking, hey, if this that Bengals team that played um, this just uh, the other day, yesterday, right, uh, if that team shows up in Orchard Park, the Bills will beat them, beat the hell out of them, I mean, and beat them worse than they beat the Dolphins, if that Bengals team shows up. But the Bengals do have – a uh, propensity to kind of raise their level and show up with some explosion they, they they can be explosive so I would be worried about them on that end they have a very confident quarterback you know it, like I said earlier it's the playoffs and guys aren't going to give up and they're not going to be intimidated because they come into Buffalo they coming to get a part of this they want to win so um The Bills got this. If the Bengals are still reeling or still not getting together, but if the Bills come out and play like they played this week, the Bengals could beat them. They can't play like they played this week, whether the Bengals show up and play like they did their last game or they improve. The Bills have no choice but to improve their next game on what they did this week because what they did this week offensively, eh, nah, nah, let me turn over. You ain't going to win. You ain't going to beat the Bengals? You're not gonna be- you turn the ball over to Joe Burrow and them like we did to this kid in Miami? Bye. Well, they going back down the road laughing. You know what I mean? They'll be back in Cincinnati celebrate if that offense, if our offense don't get their act
1: together. Yeah, I, absolutely. And that's exactly what I was gonna say as I pose the same question to, to Mookie. I, I was gonna say if you take away turnovers in this dolphins game, it's more than likely a blowout. We've we've had stats from some of the amazing people in our comment section today talking about the Bengals didn't I'm sorry, the Dolphins didn't have a drive that was over forty mm-hmm. yards or you know, they only had 10 points on drives that started outside of field goal range. and mm-hmm. You know, things like this, like, and they ended up scoring 31 points. So yeah. those turnovers clearly had a ton to do with the result mm-hmm. of the game. So if the Bills can somehow, because they haven't done it a damn near all season, if they can somehow play a clean game, do you think they can beat this Bengals team? Oh, without a doubt, they could beat the Bengals if they play a, a
2: clean game. When you look at, Yesterday game, the Bills had 423 total yards, to Miami's 231 total yards. Uh, when you look at first downs, Bills had 25 first downs. Miami had uh, 16. When you look at third down, the Bills were over uh, a, a 50% conversion rate on third down, and Miami was <laughs> uh, about 25% on third down. Um, but when you look at the flip side of that, how many times Josh Allen got sacked? seven times he mm-hmm. got sacked seven times um you know the three turnovers at the wrong time of the game you cannot turn the ball over i don't care if who you're playing you could be playing the 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 the, the, the little giants uh, you know what i mean i don't care who you are let me, you
0: do- let me slow you up just for a second Mook, so i could we can emphasize your point right here <laughs> it's the playoffs you know what I mean? They lucky they got out of there with three turnovers and, and won the game. A team that could – they could – Dolphins couldn't score 30 points if you gave them 30 points most of the time. Mm-hmm. And they had 30 points in this game and almost pushed it. It's 100% the turnovers. you write on on this. They don't – Sure that up. Baby,
2: baby. You know, and you give a team like that confidence that I say, hey, these boys ain't trying to win the game. They are trying to give us a game. So let's go out here and take it. Now, since they don't want to win it, they put us back in this ball game. And the Miami's confidence got sky high. And guess what? It was a dog fight because we we're experimenting at the wrong time with certain play calls. You know what I'm saying? Now, not to say that Josh's first interception wasn't a bad play call, just wasn't the ball wasn't thrown far enough. So, again, why are we doing that when we're up 17? We had midfield, and the run game on that possession seemed like it was it was clicking. So why not continue on with the run game, see how far the run game gets you? And even if it is the kicker field goal, guess what? It's 20 to zip rather than 17 to zip, and the interception that changes the morale of the team. And, you know, now the defense got to go back out there. You know, they go kick a field goal, and then now guess what? Why are we still passing? We still should be establishing a run. Oh, ball bounces off of Cole Beasley's chest in the hands to a Miami defender. And I don't give Josh Allen that interception, but he gets credit for the interception. You know what I mean? So it's still a bad look on Josh part, even though it hit Cole Beasley right in his chest. You know what I mean? So, again, why are we throwing the defender in that situation? Why are we Very not going good. to our go to guy in that situation, like Stefan Diggs in that situation? Go to your money man, guy in the money games, man. I'm, I'm,
0: I'm, I this is my opportunity to te- tease the <laughs> receivers. And the ball hit uh Beasley in the chest. That's why the great ones catch it with their hands and get on the jugs machine and catch that Joker. And that's what make you really separate from other receivers. You know what I mean? And uh, that's my dig at Cole Beasley. Man, I don't know shoot, if the guy I'm got his Beasley and reflected
2: <laughs> it, but it looked he like he hit him in the chest. That, I'm he I, him early. I'm like, I know. he I'm, got I'm there. gonna get
1: Beasley a little bit of a little bit of bail. He hit him a little early. I do, however, agree with coach when I say why not go to Stefan Dixon. I yeah, know.
0: it makes no sense to even go to Beasley there in the first place. You yeah. know, I, I just say all around, this offense don't have no real identity. I mean, other than leaning on Josh for all the success. They don't have an ident- identity, and that's going to hurt them uh, down the road. I really think so. Uh, because, listen, Josh needs help, <laughs> you know. He just needs some help. He can't he, – he, he out there playing by himself. Come
1: on. They refuse to, to, to let Stefan Diggs help him. Yeah, or the running backs. Right, you know? the running backs is something. your help. <laughs> the running
0: backs. We're saying screens, run plays, just simple draws with the running back. Thing. Yesterday
1: should have been screen central the way Miami.
0: Yeah, easy. easy, easy, especially against the pass rush because so many times, I think I think sometimes they'll put the tight ends in an awkward position when it comes to blocking and expect some type of success i'm going to tell you it's rare you got to be ben coach or pete uh uh, what's that big at pete messelars that we had you got to be those type of guys to be good blockers and other than that you just out there for space and help the tackle get set on a good pass rusher or by the quarterback just a second or two you ain't gonna be no lockdown block against no Premier uh pass rushing DN. And I see them try to throw that wrinkle in there from time to time. No, get that kid out there and let him catch the ball. Get the ball out of Josh's hands, you know, instead of him trying to have extra blockers so he could stand back there and look at downfield all day. He already going to run if it's not open anyway. <laughs> so send the damn tight end out there. Give him more options. If you can't hit the tight end, he going to pull it down and run it. Stop being silly in how you you set it up. You end up a lot of times when you use that tight end as a blocker to help the tackle and stuff, they end up tripping over each other and the D-end comes free. And you saw that happen in the game about 3 4 times. D-ends for uh Miami ain't no joke. What you think gonna happen? Come we play Cincinnati. Cincinnati's rush is better, right? They, their offense has no damn identity, and the guy is gonna cost them if they don't get into some type of buy time, run the clock, get, help Josh Allen.
1: Yeah. What you say, Sam, five? Sam, Sam, seven sacks seven. and Sam Hubbard and and Trey Hendrickson is no chokes. Well, no, my boys get after it. BJ Reader, too. He 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 get after it, too. But so why they, are we they, not they having
2: play? why? Why is there no design rollouts? So if my quarterback is getting sacked seven times in the pocket, why are we not moving the pocket?
1: And right. he's better well, on, he's on the run, anyway.
2: Sitting in the yay, pocket. Yes! <laughs> and you know, he's, he's better like, on the, move run. the pocket, bro. Like, what are we doing? We're gonna <laughs> keep the
0: tight end and who can't block to help uh, a, 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 a tackle. And then when they try to help each other, they end up falling over top of each other. Then get the hell out of here, man. Clear the dude out. Run, roll the damn quarterback around a little bit. Play action and shit. And stop being stupid and, and, and making it harder, like Mookie said,
2: than it really is. Seven times. No screenplays, no design rollouts. And we all know Josh is super mobile. And he's fairly accurate, again, when rolling out. And the scouting report on Josh is, when he runs to the left, he's keeping it. When right. he rolls out to the right, you know, obviously right. he's trying to throw it. You know what I mean? So that's the Scott on report. And that that was confirmed from a source within. You know yeah. what I mean? So if that's getting tossed around the league. You know what I mean? So that's what they know about Josh. If he's running, rolling to his left, he's running, he's gonna keep it. Mm-hmm. If he's Roll out to his right is a possibility. He he did what he might do against, you know, last yeah, week with John Brown. He's, he's looking to throw it, you know what I mean, rather than to run. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, right now, Dorsey is still not impressing me. The, deep, the You know what? Let me say this. The defense balled out. I, I mean, yeah. the defense yeah. balled out. I, 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 give, I give them that. Within the scheme of things, they balled out. They got, they, they, they got the sacks. They got four sacks. They, they got turnovers. Um, you know they got they got Miami off the field on third down. You know what I mean. So you know I can't really say too much about the defense other than in certain situations. Coach, y'all calling timeout. Y'all need to be calling the timeout. But coach, I'd say i
0: say this about the defense. I I think they consistently have been who they are all year long. You know it, what I mean. I, they never. I don't even think the defense has let me down in my expectations this season. You know, I've maybe with, with Vaughn, we was expecting more, but when losing Vaughn, I'm looking at the defense like, all right, okay. We don't turn the ball over. We got something here.
1: That's, pretty, That's you know? a pretty good point, ru That's yeah. actually a really good point. There hasn't really been a game this year where it's like, oh my God, the defense is well, the Vikings game in like the yeah. second and half. But the offense also had some fault in that. Um, But I do have one more. This wasn't on the docket or anything. So this is kind of just me freestyling. Got one more question um, for you guys. Uh, I was told that there has been a team that has requested the services of Ken Dorsey for a potential head coaching position. Right. Also. Uh, spin again in the comment section asks, do you think that Bills fired Dorsey this offseason? So I'm going to just put this together into one big question. I'm going to start with Ruben. Do you think it's better for the Bills or worse off for the Bills if Ken Dorsey is not in any capacity, whether he gets fired or, which I don't think he to get fired, but whether he gets fired or becomes a head coach or whatever reason, do you think it's better or worse the Bills are, are the Bills' offense are better or worse off without Ken Dorsey if he should leave this offseason.
0: I think he's better. The Bills couldn't be better without him. I think he if he gets a job, I think he should take it. And I think the Bills have enough over there offensively wise. They they're good to go. They can do it without uh the coordinator. They definitely can do it without him.
2: Monkey, what you thinking? Me? Yeah. <laughs> Damn! I said I wish David was around right now. I, mean, I know. <laughs> we I wish David. So was much around. trash, yeah, him, at man. At least he mixed it up. At least. He hit us with some element of surprises, a few trick plays here and there, a little razzle-dazzle. Yeah, hey, you see how he
0: came with the run game late in the season when he thought he won't Right, come you know
2: what I mean? Like, yeah. we, we – uh, he's just stuck in his ways, man. And he's, he's, he, to me, he's thinking like a quarterback because he's a former quarterback. Yeah. And like Ruth said, I mean, relying on the arm of Josh Allen. And, you know, everybody knows that. But, you know, again, Josh Allen needs help too. He's human too, you know what Crazy. I mean? So why put him in that situation? You got a great, again, when your running backs is averaging over five yards a carry. Uh, Moot,
0: can I interrupt real quick and sure. say this This is a team game? It's team as game. Good as Josh. <laughs> Is this still a team game?
2: I mean, Josh is just going out there doing what the the, the, the play Please. call is called. I'm quite sure if Josh was calling the plays, it would be a little different too.
0: You know what I mean? Get the runners in the game active. Cause you know them guys want to touch the ball too. And I, I've been in in huddles and locker rooms and stuff. All the guys that play the skill, person, they want that rock. I remember playing with Larry Sinners. I'd be like, hey man, get that ball down there to eat He's like, I'm here too. <laughs> said, all right, Larry. Hey, get Larry some rock too. You know, I don't care who you get it, get it to all of them. You know what I mean? Because they all deserve it. They they got the ability to to do what they do from their position. Get a rock to the running backs, man. Let them get some get some run.
2: Yeah, God, I mean, I just it's this time just to I mean, turn those dudes loose, man. Like yeah. they ready to play. I mean, why are you okay, so this is what I'm talking about. To close the game out, right? They so basic on just hand the ball off, hand the ball off. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe Josh about to bootleg it here on thirty-seven. Yeah. They did the same play three times row. Okay, now we can run the ball here, run, run. And if it we went, you know, Singletary, you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, he got you was...
2: seven right there. So if he gets you seven, why he couldn't?
1: <laughs> when everybody knows it's a run. When
2: everybody yeah, knows. Yeah, you're when the
0: everybody run, wrong, knows. That's why when you, not. You know, like all right, do we it got in some. the in the
2: in the in the course of the game when you're up, and you know the run game is going to eat the clock. The clock is your friend, your run game and excelling. And then guess what that run game going to do? It's going to help your pass game. It's going to help your play action. And then it's easy for Josh to find the target because they're thinking they got to respect your run. Mm-hmm. But if you're want to be one dimensional all the downtime then teams are not going to respect your run. They're going to continue to have seven out there. And their four-man pressure is going to win at some point. And, you know, either Josh is going to get sacked. And God forbid he doesn't force himself to throw a pick you know what I mean? And and, and in playoff football situations, it's when to go home. I mean, you ain't got time to, you know, go back to the drawing board. So they got to get this right. The, the good thing about the Cincinnati thing is that they played Cincinnati for 10 minutes, so they kind of have to have a feel for that team, you know, at this point, And make adjustments now. You got a chance to make adjustments before it's time to really actually make the in-game adjustments. Bills need to make that adjustment because what they were coming up with Cincinnati was winning in those regards. And, 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 and the, during that 10 minutes, Cincinnati did look like the more aggressive team. You know what I mean? I ain't going to front. I ain't going to sugarcoat it or nothing like that. As Saying mm-hmm. that Cincinnati is better, no. But they look like the more aggressive team in that first 10 minutes of that bar game. You know what I mean? Maybe we need to get my boy Pac-Man Jones and Solomon Wilcox online, and we can talk about that with Believe in Bingo's oh, yeah. podcast. Because I mm-hmm. don't know what's going on, why they, you know, it's time to talk, gentlemen. Let's, yeah. let's talk oh, about yeah. it. We, we we got six days to do it. You know what I mean? I, I would love to talk to 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 Pac-Man about a few things.
1: Yes, sir. That's in the works. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Um, already already in the got a little DM uh,
2: thread going on. So we gotta get some chicken Whoa. wings for some chili That's or something. Definitely. That's what we gotta do. We gotta <laughs> we gotta make the the the, the believe in in network friendly wager or something like you know. Bring them out, bring them out. I mean, you know I mean, y'all the
1: ones with the with the money. I'm gonna stay out of that one. But uh <laughs> I didn't play. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. We'll get something. with that being said, we're gonna go ahead and get into our final uh top, final segment of the night, of course. As we always do, we like to give the guys opportunity to talk about what's on their minds. So we're we'll gonna start with the Hall of Famer himself, mm-hmm. the legend. Ruben Brown with Ruben's rundown. What's on your mind today, Ruben? Uh, I'm gonna make it short
0: and sweet, guys. It's all about turnovers. You, you secure the ball on offense and take it away on defense. I started talking about it on the show uh, when we kicked off. It, it, it's as key and crucial when it comes to the playoffs. Um, any mistakes could lead you being sitting at home. So. The you have to be aggressive in everything you do, aggressively maintain control of the ball on offense at all times and on defense, aggressively attack the ball and take it away every chance you possibly get. You see that ball dangling out there for a minute, go for the ball. And I mean, the turnovers nine times out of ten. A huge determinant factor in these games, especially when teams have familiar or even though we only play 10 minutes of a game, there's stuff there that they can build on and, and, and use to help them whether, you know, we're going to win, win the game or not. But at the end of the day, no matter how many plays you run. You need to be telling the offense to be concerned about securing the ball and, and staying in possession of the ball all the time until it crosses the goal line or kick through the field, through the uprights. And on defense, that ball is yours. Go get it. Take it from them, and that's the case all day long, all night. And that, that's the key to victory. That's really what's going to decide your victory come this week.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, all right. Next up, What,
2: you got? what I get a little music I, or something, I, that's I, what I, I, I thought I thought I muted that, but I guess I guess yeah. I saved the music for it. But got, I, you got, you got, you got that's what I get, man. You got to give me something a little bit more different than that. I don't know what that was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was some generic. That was some generic. I, I'll get that right. I'll get you right. You know what I mean? Like, I was, but like, I at a, um, a, at a conference or something. you know, at the <laughs> convention center music. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: I'm going to get you right, man. Don't worry about it. Put but me in the game, coach. A moment with Mookie. What's on your mind today, Mookie? Put me in the game, coach. James Cook.
2: Put me in the game, coach. <laughs> Stefan Diggs for a full game. Put me in the game, coach. It's money time. you got to go with your money players. You cannot be experimenting in the playoffs. Go with what got you there and stick with it. If teams adjust to it, guess what? You counter adjust by finding ways to get your money players still involved. You cannot just say, oh, they're on to us, and then we got to go somewhere else with the football. No. Here is part two of getting my money guys the ball when they try to take this part away from us. We're going to, you know, move him across the middle. Let's start identifying how they're doubling him. And now that's going to open up for everybody else instead of just taking this, like putting out your own fire. You know what I mean? Stop putting out your own fires. This is the playoffs. You don't have time to be experimenting with things. You know what I mean? Stick to what works. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Like even when Quentin Morris caught that check down for 14, 15 yards, why not check mark that play and say, hey, man, we got 14, 15 yards off this play. Let's try it out again and see if they're going to cover him this time. If not, guess what? We're going to steal another first down with Quentin Morris. You know what I'm saying? Like, stick to what works. Like, sometimes in-game, you never know. that This can turn into a big play for us. So I'm going to highlight that play because that was a big play for us. And if I got to try and go back to see if it's really real, I'm gonna do it again. Now, if they onto it, then I'll move on. I'll make adjustments that way. But in-game adjustments must have to get better. I have no problems with the defense the way they they play. Um, I mean, if this game right here against Cincinnati don't get the bills up after all that's gone on with what has happened, the demire Hamlin situation and all that, if this don't get the Bills to play at a whole nother level. To get to whether it's Atlanta or you know if the Colts slip, I mean, I mean if the Chiefs slip up and you know bump their head against the Jags back here, if this game right here do not get the Bills up to play, then I guess I can say they don't deserve to make it to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? I can say that. Now this game right here, day game should be to the roof right here. It's going to be an emotional game. We all know it's going to be an emotional game, and, man, the players are going to be fired up and maybe a DeMar Hamlin sighting at this game, and the Bills got to be up for the challenge to go out there and make plays and don't turn the ball over. You can't make mistakes against the Cincinnati Bengals team. They're going to make you pay for it. You see how they – I mean, when Huntley stretched over and the uh, dude ran 99 yards and nobody wanted to tackle the guy. You know what I mean? So, like, we can't allow that to happen. You know what I mean? We got to be able to be aggressive on both sides of the ball against a good Cincinnati bingo team. If we don't, we play ultra passive aggressive, then this Super Bowl team will not make it to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And uh, let me get a special shout out, though, to my boy Nikki Smokes, by the way. You know, he was a trooper out there this week during Bill's Mafia. So, you know, Bill's Mafia definitely, uh, you know, earned a Great to build respect for you for doing what you did all weekend, embracing the mafia, and now you got to return the favor when Bill's mafia come to Miami. All right, so shout out to yeah. my guy Nikki Smokes for that.
1: Yeah, he's a pretty cool guy. Pretty cool guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll we'll have him on the show at some point. Uh, talk a little Bills Dolphins, but um, yeah, man, that to do it for us today. Uh, shout out to Coach Mookie as well as Ruben, of course, for coming on and uh, sharing the thoughts with us uh, as usual. So, uh, Buffalo Bills defeat. The Miami Dolphins, 34-31. to 31. And uh, you guys just heard us talk about it for a little under an hour and a half. And we'll be back to talk about it when the Bills defeat the Bengals. But we'll also give you a pregame, and we'll talk about that a little bit. Maybe we might have Pac-Man and Solomon. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But until then, I'm a General raffer That's the legendary Ruben Brown. And, of course, that's the legendary two games, Coach Wookiee Hawkins. Send us out, Coach. Bills versus Bingo, Sunday at 3.
2: Do you believe? Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Now, find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, Combat Sports, Esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all sports information from live in-game betting prompts and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use uh, your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Now use our promo code believe 50 to receive your 50%. Welcome your bonus on your first deposit. Now BetOnline is where the game starts.